Beginning today, we're going to spend some time discussing a very important question, one that I have not even discussed in the smallest way on this radio broadcast thus far, and yet one which is extremely important for all of us to consider. As a matter of fact, one of the real problems is, is that I think we have not considered this question adequately enough. The topic today and for a number of broadcasts hence will be how to overcome evil. How to overcome evil. And we're going to discuss the latter part of the 12th chapter of the book of Romans as we think of this subject. You know, the book of Romans is like many of Paul's letters. In the book of Ephesians, for instance, the first three chapters of that six-chapter book deal with very vital doctrinal truths. Then, beginning in the fourth chapter, Paul says, on the basis of what I've been telling you, on the basis of all this teaching and doctrine, here is how this should filter down into your lives. Here's how you should walk. Well, the same thing happens in the book of Romans. And the first 11 chapters of Romans deals with man's sin, God's salvation, the sanctification of the believer, and questions of this sort. But now in chapter 12, Paul says, I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, and so on. And from there on in, in this book of Romans, he begins to make those truths that he has emphasized in the first chapters of the book vital and living with reference to everyday affairs. The way that the 12th chapter of Romans ends is with these words, and I want them to be etched into your thinking by the time that we finish studying these verses of Romans 14 through 21. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. If there is anything that we find in counseling that counselees need to hear and need to learn, it is this truth. Almost every counselee who comes in comes in as if he or she is a defeated, overwhelmed person. And again and again and again they will tell you, so-and-so did it to me. My parents did it to me. My wife did it to me. My husband did it to me. Circumstances did it to me. My neighbors did it to me. My boss did it to me. All right. All right. Suppose they did do something to you. Suppose they did wrong you. Suppose they did wrong you very severely. So what? That's what we expect in this world of sin. Beside Jesus Christ himself, there is no perfect person. Indeed, we're told that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that there is none that doeth good. No, not one. Now, why should you expect people to do anything but wrong you, even your wives and parents and children and husbands and so on? People will wrong you. They will do evil to you. They will harm you. And not only just those who know you, and not only just unbelievers, but believers as well as unbelievers will do wrong to you. 
But this verse says, do not be overcome by the wrong that they do. Do not be overcome by evil. We're commanded as Christians not to be overcome by the wrong that others do toward us. And that's the first thing that we need to see. We are not to be overcome. Now we're in a war. The word overcome is a war term. It's a battle word. And it's talking about winning a war or winning a, a battle. And you're in the battle of this life with sin within yourself and with sin outside of yourself. Particularly here, Paul is thinking about the sinful attempts to uh, hurt you that come from the outside. But you are in a war. And the first thing that you need to see is that Jesus Christ left you fighting orders, battle orders. And as we look at this passage, we're going to see that there is a great deal to these orders. And all of these things are important in winning the battle. But the first thing you need to see is that you are in a war. You're not just placidly sitting on the shoreline someplace with your feet up watching the waves roll in. That is not the Christian life. The Christian life is pictured as a soldier who has to endure hardness. As those who forage out into the devil's territory and take captives. But notice, not only are you in a war, but you are to win the battles of that war. You are not to be defeated by the enemy, Satan and sin and the world in general. You are not to be defeated, but he says, do not be overcome by evil. Indeed, he insists that you must not allow the forces of the evil one to get victories over you. You are not to go uh, back home with your tail between your legs, limping, defeated, with the dust uh, up and the w enemy uh, uh, running wild over you. So you see, there's too much in the church today of 11th hour defeatist maintenance defensive talk. The church itself was intended to be on the offense, not the defense. We read that Jesus said when he established his church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Every day, the Christian ought to be rattling the gates of Satan's territory. Daniel's kingdom in the seventh chapter, verses 11 through 18, was a kingdom that would not be taken over by others as those previous world kingdoms had been. And that kingdom that Daniel prophesies is the kingdom of Christ. Indeed, that kingdom is like a stone, he says, Daniel says, that grows and grows until it becomes a huge mountain and fills the whole earth. The church is to advance until it fills every nook and cranny of this earth so that there are some who hear the gospel in every tongue and out of every tongue and every tribe and kindred and nation there should be some who come to know Jesus Christ. The church is designed for action. It's designed to win battles. And that's your task as a member of that force, as a member of that army. You are to seize the initiative, take it from the hands of the evil one, and turn him to flight. So the first thing that I want you to see is that you're in a war, and you must not lose that war. You are a Christian soldier, and the old hymn captures the spirit of this verse. Onward, Christian soldiers, 
marching as to war with the cross of Jesus lifted up before. Because of what he did on that cross where he defeated the enemy, you cannot fail. You need not be overcome in the battles. You need not come limping off of the field, wounded and weary and defeated. I don't care what that problem is that you're facing. You can win. You need not become a defeated soldier of Christ. Oh, Lord, those who are defeated today, who are going under sin here and there, or under the attacks of the evil ones around them, oh, Lord, show them that the resources of Christ are enough to withstand every foe. We pray in his name. Amen.